Wilmington Savings Fund Society v. Smith, 2023, ARC App 326. The Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed and remanded in a foreclosure case because the trial court erred in ruling the five-year limitations period barred relief under Arkansas Code Annotated Section 1656-111A. This case is extraordinarily complex and is cited for the narrow point of the limitations period for reference. Judge Gladwin wrote, quote, According to the complaint, Arkansas Code Annotated Section 1656-111 provides that a contract in writing may not be enforced if more than five years have passed without payment, acknowledgement, or any such thing. Therefore, the complaint alleged that the foreclosure proceeding is apparently on a security interest that no longer exists, and the circuit court should enter a finding that it is extinguished and that the pending sale is both temporarily and permanently enjoined. Consequently, the complaint prayed that the circuit court grant temporary and permanent injunctive relief, that the sales schedule for April 5, 2016 be canceled, that Smith's rights under the underlying financial contract be declared, that title and interest in the property be quieted in him alone, and that he receives costs, attorney's fees, and all other just and proper relief. Smith followed the complaint with a motion to stay the sale and issue a temporary restraining order, which he filed on March 29, 2016. The circuit court granted the motion on March 31, 2016, ordering that the sale schedule for April 5, 2016 is canceled until the court has had an opportunity to rule on the issues raised by Smith. Wilmington filed a motion to dismiss an alternative answer on August 26, 2016. Wilmington argued, among other things, that Smith's complaint should be dismissed because Wilmington had not been properly served. Alternatively, Wilmington answered by admitting that it had filed a notice of its intention to foreclose on the timber value property and generally denying the other material allegations in the complaint. Wilmington also pleaded failure to state facts upon which relief can be granted, insufficiency of process and insufficiency of service of process, lack of standing, tolling, latches, set-off, unclean hands, estoppel, and any and all applicable defenses under the mortgage, note, and or under Arkansas law. End of quote. The trial court ruled that the statute of limitations extinguished the claims, but the Court of Appeals disagreed, writing, quote, Wilmington further contends that it should prevail even if it waived its challenge to personal jurisdictions and the appellees had standing to raise the statute of limitations. In a nutshell, Wilmington argues that Mitchell v. Federal Land Bank, 206 Art 253, and Dunnington v. Taylor, 198 Art 770, each established that the statute of limitations had not run in this case, and the circuit court erred when it concluded that they were no longer binding precedent after the General Assembly amended Section 1656-111 in 1989. Because we agree that Mitchell and Dunnington remain good law after the 1989 amendment, and Mitchell directs that Wilmington's claim for foreclosure did not accrue until it accelerated the debt in 2016, we reverse and remand. 
For years, the statute of limitations provided that actions on promissory notes and other instruments in writing not under seal shall be commenced within five years after the cause of action shall accrue and not afterwards. E.g. Pope's Digest, Section 8933. As indicated above, the General Assembly amended the statute in 1989 to also say that the cause of action shall be deemed to have accrued at the time when the creditor first has the legal right to demand payment in full of the entire unpaid principal of the instrument, but that partial payment or written acknowledgement of default shall toll the statute of limitation. Act 664 of 1989, Section 1. There is no indication that the General Assembly, by adding the foregoing tolling provision, intended to overrule Mitchell, Dunnington, and all other judicially recognized tolling principles. Tolling based on fraudulent concealment, for example, is still available even after the 1989 amendment. See generally Beckworth v. Diamante, a private membership golf club, LLC, 2010 ARC App 814, and we recently recognized the continued viability of Mitchell in Aquin Loan Services LLC v. Odin, 2020 ARC App 384. With that said, we think Mitchell alone establishes that Wilmington's foreclosure action was not barred by the statute of limitations. Applying Mitchell to the undisputed facts here, we agree that the maturities of the debt that occurred when Bank of America exercised its option to accelerate in May and December 2010 were extinguished when the bank waived the accelerations by filing the notices of cancellation on July 8, 2010 and February 17, 2011, respectively. The note did not mature again until Wilmington exercised the option to accelerate in 2016. Accordingly, Wilmington's complaint for foreclosure, which it filed three years later on June 25, 2019, was not barred by the five-year statute of limitations. The circuit court did not err when it determined that Wilmington waived its objection to personal jurisdiction. Wilmington's challenges to Smith and LMM's standing to raise the statute of limitations also are not preserved for appellate review. The circuit court erred, however, when it applied the statute of limitations to bar Wilmington's claim for foreclosure. End of quote. End of decision.